Welcome to the Faith Seeking Freedom Podcast, a project of the Libertarian Christian Institute. Your questions about faith and liberty deserve thoughtful answers, and we're dedicated to giving you solid responses so you can live free and flourish. So we had two people ask about what is probably the most hot topic about libertarianism and Christianity, and this is about abortion. So I'll read it. This is from Joel and Bill. As a Christian, we would like to see the least amount of abortion possible. As a libertarian, we find that the government is paying for things like contraceptives, and we think it's wrong because taxation is theft and all that jazz. However, if it is shown that contraception decreases abortion and the use of contraception increases when they are free due to government payment, should a libertarian Christian support free contraception in order to lower the abortion rate? Well, the first thing I have to say to that is, of course, Tan Stoffel, the classic Robert Heinlein phrase, you know, there ain't no such thing as a free lunch. The fact is, is that when we say it's free contraception or it's free due to government, well, it's not really free. Somebody's paying for it. And of course, you know, that would suggest, well, the government doesn't produce anything. Uh, It has to come from the taxpayers. And if we believe that taxation is theft, then we ought not to support it, to support that type of thing from the outset, because we don't know what the consequences, like we can't just use a consequentialist argument here in order to abrogate a fundamental principle. That being said, there are plenty of other ways in which we could envision, say, you know, reducing the number of abortions without resorting to government payouts of some type and that type of government theft in order to, to get the, the consequence that we want. And, uh, and in fact, there, there are a number of ways in which you know, Christians have in the past uh, reached out to pregnant women who are questioning whether or not they ought to go through with an abortion, and they help them, and they begin to help them understand what they're doing and why it's important to protect life. And I think that's, that's really kind of the, where, where we can go here is that really when it comes down to it, what we're asking the state to do oftentimes with, you know, even, even if when we want to prevent abortions, if we keep wanting to uh, ratchet up the power of the state in order to prevent, oftentimes it, we have a counterproductive problem. We're exchanging one means of force for another. And that may not be a good way of doing it. Instead, I think, you know, we can go with, the classic Romans 12 verse, we can overcome evil with good. So let's deal with it that way instead. I would say that this is one of the questions where you can find out empirically whether or not sexual activity has increased due to more prevalence of contraception available. So I'm not sure I would be willing to say that has actually happened. Maybe it's true. Maybe they just, you know, correlate in terms of, you know, the social mores of our society. On another note, this is one of those things for me personally, I am not going to complain about the amount of force it takes to pay for contraception. I realize that we're talking about a significantly small portion of a state's budget or a county's budget or even the federal budget. I'm really not going to complain about this if this is a huge contributor to the reduction in abortions. I know that, you know, many libertarian Christians might disagree that, you know, sin is sin and all theft is is wrong or all force is wrong. And I completely agree with that. At the same time, this is probably one of those battles that, you know what, if it means that there are fewer abortions, then I think I'm okay with this little bit of state encroachment. That's just me personally. I don't know. What do you guys think? Is that too much? 
No, you know, I, I think that a lot of times when we're looking at these issues, the arm of the state, or arms rather, if you want to think of it kind of like a sea monster or an octopus or something that strangles you from all angles. It's, you mean like Hydra? Yes. <laughs> the monstrosity of the state with its multiple avenues of attack is often so pervasive that you can't just tweak one little thing over here and expect everything else to fall into place because these are systemic problems. And while I would certainly take the position that we should never do evil that good may come, Norman had mentioned uh, Romans 12 earlier, so earlier in, in the epistle to the Romans, Paul makes that kind of rhetorical statement. No, we should never do evil to any degree, no matter what the good end uh, we intend for it is. Nevertheless, you know, one of the things that we see throughout the biblical narrative is that God uses human sin and evil, very often the evil of governments, in order to punish other acts of evil. And that doesn't mean that it's good to do that, but it does mean that it's under the purview of God's sovereignty. So if God is using the theft committed by the state in order to alleviate the number of abortions, that doesn't ethically justify the theft. And no, we shouldn't support that. At the same time, we can trust that God is sovereign over the process and be grateful that he is alleviating to some extent, the terrestrial evil in the world. Nick, that brings to mind a wonderful quote from Friedrich Hayek that was highlighted at the end of the Keynes-Hayek rap videos. It was really quite awesome. Hayek said once that the curious task of economics is to remind those in power how little they know about what they imagine they can design. And that speaks to your point that you don't necessarily know by tweaking one lever the ulterior effects that are going to happen as a result of the action. Truth of the matter is that if government didn't pay for and fund some of these like, you know, contraceptive and Planned Parenthood programs and all these different things, like if there's a need and a desire to see this come to pass, like we've seen nonprofits and organizations in the market rise up to try to alleviate this through non-governmental means, like that could possibly happen. But the problem like it is in many times when there's some sort of charitable type thing. And then at the same time, there's like the government program, you know, contributions in the marketplace and in the charitable space dry up and are not carried out. So from my perspective, I feel like this is a little bit of a like, which is best. And it's like, well, actually best is what would probably happen, you know, which is that there'd be organizations that would be privately funded that would provide contraception because it's important to certain people. Government isn't necessary for contraception to be provided free of cost to those who need it. There's private organizations that might do that. And government's not necessary uh, when it comes to preventing abortions. You know, there's lots of other avenues that we can look to to make that happen. And I think one of the biggest failures of this sort of pro-life movement is this idea that they're looking for the federal government to sort of reverse some position and be the champion of life when the federal government is the champion of death in many, many areas of, <laughs> of life in the world and history, you know? And so it's like, no, we just need to find other avenues. 
So I think conceptually, I agree with you that I would say, yeah, put a gun to my head. Uh, yeah, let's provide free contraception if it reduces the number of abortions. But I'm always interested in us finding that other way. Yeah, yeah. Roe v. Wade was basically the government getting more consistent with itself. Yeah, right. I mean, it's already killing, you know, children. It's and already killing innocent people know, all over the world. Vietnamese and right. <laughs> at the time. One way that instead of simply funding free contraception, perhaps we could make birth control that is otherwise needs a prescription to be available over the counter in more prevalent forms. Libertarians are pretty well known for understanding the unwanted consequences of overregulation of things that are the difference between over-the-counter drugs and and things like that. So, yeah, it's I mean, there's one way to increase the amount of quote unquote, not free, but very low cost contraception is to like get the doctors out of it where it's reasonable and let a woman go buy birth control if she wants it. This podcast was inspired by our popular book, Faith Seeking Freedom, which is available on Kindle, softcover, and audiobook at faithseekingfreedom.com. Want your questions answered on our podcast? Email us at podcast at libertarianchristians.com. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast so we can reach more Christians with the message of liberty.